welcome to our live broadcast today January 8, 2023 shall we pray in Jesus name we pray our Father and our God we bless your name we thank you for everything we thank you for your great mercies your peace your love towards us your protective shield over us we pray, dear Holy Spirit, help everyone to hear your word, to take your word into their hearts, that your word may enable them to do the will of God in their lives in Jesus' name. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon all who have tuned in and all who will watch the broadcast at a later stage. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I instrumental is taken from Brokali Brassi today on YouTube. And we are continuing with our Fed Killer series. And you can now see the board on the screen. You can read the outline. Last Sunday, we spoke friendship with the world poisons and kills fate today we are going to speak on trusting church leaders could poison and kill fate today's topic trusting church leaders could poison and kill fate in god praise the lord the outline you can see it also on the board so we go to the number one we are to trust god's word only scripture please i read from psalm 119 verse 105 your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Praise the Lord. Next scripture, please. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete thoroughly equipped for every good work. Praise the Lord for his word. Verse 16 said the Holy Spirit inspired scriptures. And the scriptures are contained in the Bible. Whoever has accepted Christ as Lord and Savior and is living in obedience to his commands has the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the only true interpreter of the scriptures because he's the one who inspired men and women of old to write them. So only he can interpret the scriptures and no other. Whoever has the Holy Spirit can discern when he or she is hearing 
what he or she is hearing or seeing is from God or not. That means if you're a child of God, you have the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit that inspired men and women of old to write the scriptures. So he's the one who can interpret what inspired them. He's the only one that he can bring the scriptures into our context today. You're a child of God. You may not be a biblical or theological scholar. You may not even have a biblical knowledge or theological knowledge. In fact, you could only barely read and write. But there's something in everybody that Holy Spirit in the inner person that makes you feel uncomfortable when you hear unbiblical messages and testimonies. Think about it. When somebody says something claiming he has heard from God, something in you says no, there's a problem. You may not put your hand on it, but truth be said is the Holy Spirit telling you no. So if you are very comfortable attending services in those buildings called churches that are there to take money from people, or you belong to church organizations that preach unbiblical messages, and you are comfortable, you need to examine yourself. Are you still in faith? Because if you have the Holy Spirit, no matter how ill-educated you are, meaning you are not that educated, something in you is telling you there's a problem. You may not understand fully, but deep down you know. So you will not be comfortable in such surroundings. But if you are very comfortable, where unbiblical messages and testimonies are given, you need to examine yourself, are you still in faith? Especially when you listen to those wonderful testimonies they give, fantastic, that defy anything that is logic and reason, and which can never be found in the Bible, no biblical precedent. That's what's happening in most church services today. And you are comfortable. You need to examine whether you are still in faith. In verse 17, whoever has accepted Christ as Lord and Savior and living in obedience to his command, see, it's not just I accepted him and you are doing everything you like to do, but you are really obedient to his commands. Let me tell you now, you are a man or woman of God. So I'm pleading with you, stop prostrating before other human beings under the guise that they are men and women of God. There's nothing different from anybody from the so-called highest, which shouldn't be, to the lowest in the church service. From the geo to the cleaner. So long as they have the Holy Spirit, they are equal in the eyes of God. And in fact, there's no differentiation. In fact, that cleaner in the church may be the one who has right standing with God and prays for the sustenance of the kingdom message. So stop prostrating before men and women. You dishonor God and you poison your faith. Trust only in God's word only. And that inner witness, which is the Holy Spirit that is in you if you're a child of God. We're going to number two. 
which is woe to him that puts his or her trust in human beings. The Bible told us that. Scripture, please. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts a man, who depends on flesh for his strength, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. Praise the Lord. This scripture is very weighty. Please listen to it and absorb it and obey it. Don't put your trust in any human being, no matter how highly placed he or she might be. Even those who also continue to tell you, I've not heard from God. Don't wait till I hear, I will tell you something. They are not children of God. Because if they were, they wouldn't even be telling you that. Put all your trust in God and His Son only. Only He died on the cross. Only He bought our salvation. So that's why the Bible is telling you today, woe to you, but it's not to you who are listening to this message because you know the truth. But whoever puts their trust in human beings, today please repent so that these woes will not come upon you. Put all your trust in God and His Son. Scripture, please. Matthew chapter 23, verses 11 to 15. But he who is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whoever exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you devour widows' houses, and for pretense make long prayers. Therefore, you will receive greater condemnation. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you travel land and sea to win one proselyte, and when he is one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. Praise the Lord for his word! Praise the Lord for his word. In case you are wondering whether church leaders can mislead people, look no further than the example of Israel at the time of our Lord Jesus Christ. The scripture we just heard is the lost pronouncement of words that causes or religious leadership of Israel. Because they failed to teach the people the way of God. They were misleading God's people. So are you wondering whether your GO or pastor can be misleading you? Well, if the leadership in Israel, including the high priest, who supposedly is supposed to make sacrifices to God, could mislead the people. Who says your G.O. or pastor is not misleading you? First century Jewish religious leaders betrayed their trust. They misled the people. They dishonored God. Whenever you mislead people, you are dishonoring God. They corrupted the people and prevented them from knowing and worshiping God. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ pronounced those words on them. Let's not fool ourselves. Many of the 21st century leaders of denominations and church organizations 
are worse than the Pharisees and scribes in the lost time. Many of them are misleading their followers, just like those scribes and Pharisees. Please, it's important. Let's never take something just like that. A church that somebody starts five years ago suddenly says, that's a great church. What is its relationship to the word of God? We have nothing against anybody starting even a church today. But please, use God's word only. If not, you are out of step and you'll be misleading your congregation. Now, this is to you who are hearing me and to all children of God. Why first century Israelites could be excused? Because they didn't have the Holy Spirit. What excuse do you and I have who have the Holy Spirit indwelling us? Tell me why we should allow ourselves to be misled. Because many of us continue to put our trust in human beings because they're church leaders. It's not possible for them to mislead us, we think. Even though deep down, we sense that they are preaching something unbiblical. And the ways they are living, their lifestyle contradicts the lost teachings. When you prostrate before somebody and he is happy and welcomes you and pats you on the head, is that person humble? Is that person a child of God? Woe to anybody that puts their trust in human beings. Don't put your trust in anybody but God and his son. And allow the indwelling Holy Spirit to lead you. Praise the Lord. We go to the next item. Putting one's trust in church leaders poisons and kills faith. That's what happens when you're a child of God and you put your faith in a human being. God has warned us in his word never to put our trust in other human beings. It doesn't matter who. Brother Paul told his followers to imitate him. But he told them, imitate me only as I'm following Christ. So, unless the indwelling Holy Spirit told you that your church leader is a child of God and is speaking from his word, which you confirm from his word, then you'll be wrong. Proper didn't tell him to imitate him. He said, imitate him as he's following the Lord. So if your pastor or G.O. is not imitating Christ in words and deeds, then why are you going to imitate him? Are his doctrines biblically based? Because if somebody has the Holy Spirit, they can't be teaching off point. They can't be bringing doctrines of the world and demons, and they're saying he has the Holy Spirit. By the time he goes to bed, he'll be convicted, and the next morning, or the pupil says, that's a mistake. I shouldn't have said that. This is what I should have said. Is your pastor you always asking for money? And he teaches mostly about worldly prosperity. If it is, you are telling me, you are putting your trust in him or her. Well, the Bible is telling you that you are poisoning your faith. No wonder your prayers are not answered by God because you are placing a human being above God. You have imbibed doctrines of demons and human beings. And you're trying to use it to tell God that this is what needs to happen. God is telling you, no. Change. Repent. You don't put your trust in any human being. Put it on my son who died on the cross for you. And no other. Because if your child doesn't meet this criteria I've just stated, his lifestyle is not like Christ. Your faith will be poisoned. And it will be killed if you continue to follow such a leader. We are going to look at some scriptures 
They want us about church leaders. Who's teaching poison and kiffin? In case you think yeah, your pastor may not be among them, have everything. By the time we read all the scriptures, we may not have time to expose all of them, but just as we read them, I'll be saying some things on them. Praise the Lord. Scripture, please. First Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. Now the Spirit expertly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Praise the Lord. This scripture exposed says, in later times, that's now, some will depart from the faith, that's those who believed. But they gave it to seducing spirits. And those spirits deceive them. They see a dream or a vision. They think it's from God. And then they start saying, well, if they had gone to the scripture, they would have known that, no, not everything they see in the dream or vision is from God. And the moment they start, the enemy begins to multiply whatever they're saying. Even false signs and wonders begin to happen, and people follow them. And at that moment, their conscience is always seared like a hot. That's, look at a clock. If, uh, if it burns, that clock is useless. If somebody's conscience is seared like a hot iron, that person is done. He can no longer hear from God. She can no longer hear from God. But he or she says the Jew. And continues to deceive people with doctrines of demons and doctrines of human beings. So remember we said, some will depart from the faith. And he's not talking about the ordinary believer. He's talking about leadership. Because they're the ones who are influencers. Praise the Lord. Next scripture, please. Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 to 7. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. And from such people, turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Praise the Lord for his word. But I know this, that in last days, are we in the last days? Perilous times will come. He's not talking about the hunger in the land. He's not talking about wars and rumors of wars. No. It's perilous times in the church. Always remember, the apostles, the disciples who wrote the gospels and the, and the, and the, and the, and the epistles were talking to children of God. Always remember that. So the perilous times Paul is talking about here is in the church. That means men and women, that is, those who say they're believers, will love themselves too much. They'll love money in verse 2. They'll be boastful, you know. Those who use jets and tell you that if you, you don't belong to my class and you're a pastor, a Jew, I'm higher than you, my classmates. They're proud. They might be humble, but they're not. That blasphemous, and for the uh, young men and women who are in household, households where parents are believing parents, you are disobedient to your parents. You are unthankful. 
You are holy because when you are doing all these things, you are no longer holy. God has already separated you. You are loving. You are forgiving. You are slander. You have no self-control. You are brutal. You are despised. Anything that is good, you hate. You gossip. You are envious in everything. You are treacherous. You are headstrong, haughty. You love pleasure. You know, you love pleasure, you love the things of the world. Rather than lovers of God. If you love God, you are not going to love the things of the world. You use them, but they don't mean anything to you. They will pretend that they are believers who make long prayers like the Pharisees, who fast 100 days, who give everything that they have but their hearts to God. And from such people, turn away. For this sort are those who creep into households. Verse 6. And make captives of gullible women loaded with sins. Now, let me put it this way. The context of this is this. In the time of Brother Paul, women were supposed not to be educated or literate. But today, he's talking really of, of today you can recontextualize and say, all those who are gullible, not just women, men and women who are believers, who believe everything they are told, because they don't want to give their hearts totally to God. Because their hearts are lustful. These men and women who are supposed to be geos and pastors tell you tales to bring money so that you can do what prosper that's the problem so i want you to see those characteristics please and go home and read and ask god is this in, are these things true why are they always talking about money in the church i attend one project or the other and my pastor rides the best car or maybe even owns a helicopter or has even a, a, a jet for whatever ministry, I mean, the Lord just have all that, all the jets in the world, at least even flying horses, but he didn't do it. Because he was humble. Humility is the starting point. If you are pastor, you are not humble. If whoever is teaching you is not humble, flee from such a person because such a person doesn't have the spirit of God. Praise the Lord. Next scripture, please. Acts chapter 20, verses 27 to 31. For I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. Therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock, among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up, speaking perverse things, to draw away the disciples after themselves. Therefore watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day with tears. Praise the Lord for his word. You can see it on the board. But Paul is telling the church in Ephesus, the elders, I have not shown to declare to you the whole counsel of God. Because Brother Paul knew that he's no longer going to see those people again. He knows by the Spirit that he will not see them again. And so he called them. These are elders of the church. They're not the new converts in the church. They're elders of the church in Ephesus. He says, take you to assess and to all the flock because you are leaders. Among whom the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which is purchased with his own blood. 
I encourage you to read the whole Acts chapter 20, which is an encounter with the uh, church in Ephesus, the, the leadership. But look at verse 29. I know this. After my departure, savage wolves were coming among you, not spreading the flock from within them. Also from among yourselves will men rise up speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. Let me set it this way. When the Pentecostal movement was brought in by the special grace of God in 1906, and the world witnessed that the Holy Spirit is still active in his church, in the church of Christ, he brought in wolves, the devil brought in wolves, brought in savage wolves from outside who claimed that Pentecostals. Then after that, he brought in from within the Pentecostal movements, some were preaching using racism to start their own churches. Some were using tribalism to start their own churches. And the work of God, because the enemy knew that if believers really begin to exercise the power that is deposited in them, which is the Holy Spirit, the world will almost uh, turn to become a believing world. That's the rise of the world faith movement, which led to a worldly prosperity. That is why most people are hard of hearing today. When I speak to a lot of people and a lot of, I can see where they're coming from. They are well-meaning, but they are bought into this thing. It has become the norm in most churches in the world today. Most churches in the world today are always talking about money. We need money for this, we need money for that. Nobody's talking about saying, why don't you go in your closet, read the Bible, and let God speak to your heart. Have a relationship with the Lord and Savior. And the Lord who dwells you will through the Holy Spirit will guide your ways. No, they don't tell you that. It's all about money. Brother Paul is telling you today that he has declared the whole counsel of God as to the church in Ephesus. And I can assure you what happened in Ephesus after him was not even as bad as what is happening today. Most churches are always speaking about mammon. In churches today, you wait, you lifted up your hands and saluted mammon. When you say, I'm giving my offerings, tithes and offerings, whom are you giving your tithes and offerings to? What is the purpose of tithes and offerings? You claim it is, well, I have to do good works. Then, go in the street, see the poor people and continue to help them there. And say, Lord Jesus Christ loves you. Why don't you start doing that? It's not giving it to your pastors who feed fat. And think, they think they are doing right, but they are not. They find they can build more, more cathedrals, more buildings to accommodate millions. It means nothing to God. Sacrifice and offerings are not desired. What God wants is a heart that loves him, a heart that loves him, a heart that loves him, a heart that gives himself and herself to God. He's not interested in your offerings, in your sacrifices. He's not interested. He wants you to be truthful. Because if you have the Holy Spirit, many problems in many of your countries will not be there. Next Sunday, we're going to speak on tribalism. We're going to speak on racism. We're going to speak on so many bad things that are happening in many countries in the world. And people are saying, God, why are you not hearing us? But you are tribalistic. You are whatever. You are racist. God will not hear your prayer. God will not hear your prayer if I am that. But today, we are all concentrating on if you follow anybody who is not following Christ, you are poisoning your faith. And God will stop hearing you because you don't want to listen. Always go to the word of God. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That every believer can know the will of God for their lives. I plead with you, my brothers and sisters. I plead with you, stop following human beings. 
Go into your closet and follow God. Stop believing what they tell you. Go to your Bible. The Bible is there. The Holy Spirit indwells you. He will teach you. He will teach you. You don't need anybody to teach you. We are here to exhort you to encourage you to go back to the Bible. We are not giving any new teaching. We encourage you, my brothers and my sisters. Because we are going to go into this song now. We are going to praise our holy God. That's a song, holy God, we praise thy name. should only be in you, our Father, in your Son, Jesus, in the Holy Spirit that indwells us, that guides us, that teaches us, that nurtures us, that carries us like a mother carries a baby. Open the eyes of all today. Father, I pray today that your word will not just go and reach everywhere in words, but it will manifest in power. It will break the yokes of the hearers, Lord. Open their eyes and their hearts to absorb it will enable them to go into their closets, into their rooms, Lord, alone and read and study the scriptures. Knowing that the Holy Spirit indwelling them will teach and guide them. And we break the yoke that people who have sold themselves to themselves or to the devil will no longer have a hold on them, Lord. Father, I'm praying, Lord, for deliverance for many. There are so many. For savage wolves came in and stole their freedom. 
Savage Wolves came in and stole their freedom. We pray, Lord, have mercy. Free your children, Lord. Free them, Lord. Free them from their loss. Free them from their ignorance. Free them, Lord, so that they can worship only you. So they can put only their trust in you and in you alone. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. We'll see you people next Sunday by His grace. And we pray for you all as you pray for us.